According to the Guinness Book of World Records, in 2014, Michael Jackson earned $140 million, even though he died in 2009. Hey friends, Coach Pete here from the Financial Safari Radio Show. None of us has Michael Jackson-type money, but we can all learn some easy-to-follow steps to financial planning. Go to 7babysteps.com to download a workbook and audio series absolutely free. That's 7babysteps.com. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions about how to safely and properly allocate your investments, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Broadcasting from coast to coast, it's the Financial Safari with your host, Coach Pete Deruda. Coach Pete and his guests are some of the nation's top financial professionals. They make it their mission to guide investors through the treacherous jungle of the financial world, showing them how to grow, keep, and leave their money for their loved ones. Coach Pete is a frequent contributor to Fox Business Network, CNBC, The Wall Street Journal, and many other news outlets. They come to Coach Pete for their answers, and now so can you. So stick around and find out how to make it through the jungle of the financial world on on the Financial Safari. And it is the Financial Safari. I'm Kit Fitzsimmons here with one of our consumer advocates, Thomas Lipscomb, as well as our national best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta. How are you doing today, guys? Doing well. Doing great, Kit. Hope you are. I'm doing well. Hope I'm everybody out there in listening land is as well. It's been a fast-moving year, as we always say, but I really mean it. This year is flying oh, by. Fly. Absolutely. <laughs> now, one thing that's been coming up recently is some rules have been changing. Now, last year, January 2015, FINRA announced that they would start requiring financial advisors to change how they report on non-traded REITs. And the new rule just went into effect this spring, and people are just starting to see the effect. So I thought we'd start off there. First of all, for those folks out there who are not in the know, what is a non-traded REIT? Well, a non-traded REIT is investing in a, it's a pool of real estate, basically. People pool their money together to buy big skyscrapers or the retail stores or whatever, because the retail store doesn't want to pay for the building. They'd rather have somebody else build it and they rent it from them kind of thing. And so non-traded, though, is the part that people need to pay attention to. What does non-traded mean to you? If I give you something and I said you can't trade it, that means basically you're stuck with it, right? It does. Yeah. It, it makes tradable. me think that I can't do anything with and, it. And that's basically what it is. So you are buying a non-traded REIT and you hope that the the what you're investing in that asset class, wherever it is, that building will will uh, will be a popular one, so everybody will want to get into it. So therefore, eventually, the value will go up, and eventually, you'll be able to trade that REIT. In other words, put it back on the maybe listed on the exchange or whatever, and then have somebody want it. But non-traded means you're basically caught holding the bag until it becomes tradable. So you have to be very careful. It's an illiquid asset. In other words, you can't get the money out after you put it in until it becomes a traded one. Now, now this new rule says that advisors need to report the actual value value of these investments, less commissions. And that's the important part that that seems to be highlighted everywhere. So they weren't 
reporting those earlier? Well, a dirty little trick is, I mean, you know, if you deal with an investment advisor, they can't take commissions out. All right. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if you invested through a financial advisor who was a stockbroker, he could basically take out his commission out of your money. So let's say you were putting a hundred dollars into a a non-trader REIT. Of course, you you, you have to do a lot more than that, but let's just do that. So a hundred dollars should get it. Like if you go to a candy store and you put a hundred dollar bill down, you should be able to get a hundred, hundred grand bars, right? Because they're a dollar each, right? Let's say that. Sure. But let's, let's say that the, instead of you getting the hundred candy bars for a hundred dollars, the broker takes 10 of them, puts in his pocket. Okay. Now he better put them somewhere else they'll melt in his pocket they lose them in there. <laughs> but let's just uh, let's pretend they don't melt whereas if you would go through an investment advisor who's not allowed to take commissions if you gave them a hundred dollars they would give you the whole hundred candy bars because they're not allowed to take any out of their out of your shares so unfortunately kit what's been happening is people didn't realize out there they could get a hundred candy bars for a hundred dollars they thought only they were only getting 90 and that was the acceptable ratio mm. <laughs> when we talk about investing in a in any stock or, or mutual fund or non-trader REITs if you give a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars you're entitled to $100,000 worth of product or investment. Now, the problem is you'd put $100 in and your value in the statement would be 90 Hmm. because they've taken out some. So you basically, you were getting a lot less bang for your buck, in other words. So So this comes down to fiduciary duty. Yep. We hear the term fiduciary more and more these days, and more and more advisors and coaches out there are labeled as fiduciaries because it's it's now becoming more and more the law that they need to be. Well, it's 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 horrible starting behind an eight ball again. If you put an investment in and the broker is taking his commissions out of what you put in, you're always going to have less of a value, but they had some creative ways. We'll call it creative ways to not show you that on the statement. Now they're going to have to tell you if you put in a hundred thousand dollars and they've taken out 10,000 for their commission, your, your statement's only going to show $90,000 and that's what it should be. Absolutely. So it's fair. It's alarming that, that people have been getting away with it the other way for a long period of time anyway. Well, if you are concerned that you are not getting all the information that you need from your financial coach, maybe it's time to get a second set of eyes on your plan, a second opinion to ensure that you're on the right track. And it's very easy to sit down with one of our local financial coaches right there in your area. The number to call is 800-604-1099. Again, that's 800-604-1099. We'll put you in contact with the financial coach right there in your area so that you can ensure that you are on the right track to that successful retirement. Make sure you're getting the education you deserve. Give us a call at 800-604-1099. And we've got a great interview with your local financial coach coming up on the Financial Safari. Welcome to the retirement planning segments of your weekend financial safari. Now, we are the financial safari because it is a financial jungle out there. And as you know, you should not go into the jungle without a guide. I'm your consumer advocate, Thomas Lipscomb, and joining us from the Triangle area and serving all of North Carolina is best-selling author and Carolina's original financial and retirement coach, Coach Pete Deruda. So as you're listening, if you'd like to set up a time to speak with Coach Pete and his team, the number is 800 
800-661-7383. Again, that's 800-661-7383. Coach, welcome in. Hey, Thomas, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, let me first of all tell you, Thomas, today I'm happy and I'm also sad. Do you want uh, to know why? Why is that? You know, I have a lot of friends out there who listen and want to tell you why I'm happy and sad. It's, it's a difficult feeling, Thomas, to be happy and sad at the same time. You, you ever sure tried that before? It sounds very conflicting. All right, well, my air conditioner unit broke a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. All right, and we have an upstairs unit and a downstairs unit. So the downstairs unit broke, and mm-hmm. it was really hot that weekend. It broke. I didn't want to call the AC people during the weekend because you don't want to bug them. Right. right. And so the lucky thing is the top floor where we have our bedrooms, it was working, so everything was fine. Okay. So what happened this week, though, is we got our air conditioner unit replaced, mm-hmm. which is really nice. It's it's nice and cold in my house again, like it should be. <laughs> it's be By nice. the way, they always seem to break on the weekends or holidays. Don't uh, they? And in the summer. Yeah, they do. In the summer where the heater <laughs> breaks in the winter. There you go. So what I did is that my house was built in 1999 and evidently I haven't lived there the whole time, but there'd never been a new unit put in. So uh-huh. I had a new unit put in, which uh-huh, makes nice. me happy and sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you want to guess why I'm sad? I can imagine the reasons why. I'm sure, pay for the unit, right? I'm sure there are many thousands of reasons yeah. why. <laughs> you know, we're talking about thousands of dollars for a new unit. Wow. And the good news is well, $150 tax credit or something like that. That's not a really good news, but that's what the guy that was selling the new unit told me. Yeah, you got good news and bad news. Good good news is we get, you got a $150 tax credit. Bad news is it's going to be $6,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, and something that our listeners probably need to be yeah. paying attention to when they're preparing for retirement. Yeah, well, what I, I talk about on the show all the time is to have at least three to six months worth of your salary in an emergency account. That's right. And I talk about the emergencies being something happening with the roof, the air conditioner unit breaking or whatever. (laughs) Well, guess what, folks? I practice what I preach. Mm. I had the money saved in an emergency account. So it still doesn't make me happy to spend it, but I'm happy that I have it to be able to spend to have a new unit. Exactly. I didn't want to open the windows the rest of the summertime. Number one, it would not be cool enough in there. So. You know, it's amazing when you when you think about it. How I grew up in the days where cars didn't have air conditioning. Yeah, we had the uh, we had the two sixty air conditioning model. You know what that is? In no, the car? I don't. You unwind two windows, put them down, and you okay. go 60 miles an hour. It's a 260 method. <laughs> nice. I like yeah. it. Now, all right. So I just wanted to let you know, uh, I am happy. As you can tell, my voice is happy sounding, yes. but I'm also sad, but I'm yes. happy that I had the money. But yes, we have a lot of people who are curious or wondering about the different money management models that exist out there mm-hmm. today, right? That's that's what you've been hearing a lot of. I know Kit's been telling me a lot of people have been calling in. Parker, you've been talking to people. I talk to people in person. That's right. And people are confused. They They really are. One of the big problems is, depending on who you talk to, they're going to push one or two or three of the different ways, whatever way they are more familiar with, they're going to push one of those methods towards you. And it may not be what's the best for you, but it's the best for them because they either understand it better than the other ones or they make more money. And that's called the fiduciary model. Thomas, keep in mind, if your advisor is not following the fiduciary model, they are pushing something that is better for them not better for you. And that's not allowed. You shouldn't be doing that. You sure shouldn't be calling yourself a fiduciary if you're, if you're doing that. And I've heard people call themselves fiduciaries who really aren't. The term in my mind of a fiduciary is someone who looks at your situation and designs a plan that is exactly what you're looking for and benefits you. And they may benefit too, but that's not why they're pushing you into there. They're pushing you because that's the most beneficial place for you and your family to be. So let's look at the different money management models. How's that? Sounds good. And folks, if you're interested in finding out, number one, where you are right now, that's what I spend a whole lot of time every single week doing when I meet with folks is not designing a plan for the future to begin with, but helping them figure out where they are right now. You're in that house, that that three-story house, the power goes off. It's the first time you've been in the house. You don't have a flashlight. You don't know where you are. That's what happens a lot of times here in the financial world. 
And I like to call it a haunted house, Thomas. Yeah, no, it's very true. Haunted houses, oh, they scared me to death when I was a kid, but they were a lot of fun when I got older. Well, they're good for Halloween because you know they're they're not real. Absolutely. But if you're in a real haunted house, <laughs> you don't have a flashlight, and you've never been there before, and you don't know where you are, and you sure don't know how to get out or get to where you want to go because you don't know where you are. And That's it's like right. back in the day when I used to go to malls, and I can't tell you the last time I went into a mall, but there was always that big old sign you'd walk up to when you walked in, and it had the little X, and it said, you are here. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to get to the big store or, or the store in the mall, in order to get there, you had to know where you were starting from. That's right. And so I, I really do spend a lot of time with folks helping them identify not only where they are, but what kind of fees they're paying and what kind of fees you may be paying and not even know about it. And is your advisor making more than you are on a year-over-year basis on your accounts? Oh, wow. It was just an article, Thomas, just asking people if they were aware of the, the amount of fees they were paying in their accounts and breaking it down. And so let's look at some of the options. And by the way, if you're interested in finding out in a no-cost, non-threatening environment, sitting down and meeting the team will help you, number one, discover where you are in the financial world and help you realize if you're on the right path. And the best time to figure out you're not on the right path is is when you can make changes, is when you're not at the day of retirement and then figure out maybe it's not going to be the day of retirement because you haven't saved what you thought or the balance that the advisor always told you was going to be there isn't there. And that happens. Find out ahead of time. Let's design a plan that fits you, that meets what you're looking for. Let's put an income plan in place. Let's do a tax analysis. Let's do a fee analysis to help you identify fees you know you're paying and maybe fees you don't know. And looking at unnecessary taxes, this this happens many times in mutual funds. We can help you identify that. But the number to call is 800-661-7383. It's a toll-free number. And just like the call, the consultation is at no cost. Again, that's 800-661-7383. And folks, this is something that is really important because too many people out there, Thomas, are trusting someone who, again, they haven't given you any reason not to trust them, but neither did Bernie Madoff, right? That's right. And I read about every single week advisors who were not doing the right thing for their clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you retire and you don't have the money, the advisor's not going to be there to pay you the money they thought or they told you was going to be there that it isn't. So let's get a plan together. Let's see if you are realistically on that right track that you think you're going to be on. And if not, let's give you some directions to get back on track. This is nothing to be afraid of. And it all starts with drawing up a simple pie chart, a circle and figuring out in that circle, how much of the money and you have hundred percent of your money in a big circle, right? And then divide up how much of that circle is going to go to expenses each year. How much should you have an emergency account? How much income do you want per year? We call it the green flag on the mailbox. When you go to the mailbox, you want checks in there, not bills. There you it's go. always going to be bills, but let's get enough checks to pay the bills and have some left over. That's called income planning. I call it the green flag on the mailbox. But Thomas, these are all important, and I see these overlooked. And we see this with questions we get each and every week. The three different models, the money models, there's the banking model, the Wall Street model, and the insurance model. Mm -hmm. And in section two of this show, when I come back with you later on, we're going to break down each one of these sections and go over it. But I know you had a question there that came in that you wanted to ask me here in the section of the show, and we also have trivia. So go ahead and ask me that question. Absolutely. So the question is coming locally out of Clayton. Angie had written in and she says, Coach, I read that 80% of married men die married while 80% of married women die single. So I'm wondering if I should have a retirement plan that's completely separate from my husband's plan. We're both 55 and in good health now. What do you think? Wow. (laughs) I never even realized that statistic existed. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I think we're in trouble, Thomas. As a guy, I know. I was about to say. (laughs) So here's what we need to do is 
there are some IRAs now, individual retirement accounts are IRAs. And, and you know that word individual is in there. And 401ks are individual retirement accounts, as are 403bs, all the different tax-qualified plans. Yeah. But there are specialized IRAs out there that you can have joint payouts on. So even though they're individual accounts, you can have both husband and wife get a payment to the last one passes away. Very, very important. And if you are married and the spouse chooses a single payout, you better make sure that spouse has a way that if they pass away first, that you're going to get a life insurance payment or something to make up for that difference. Keep in mind, when one of you passes away, you lose one social security payment too. Mm, yeah. You only get the top one of the two when one of the spouses passes away. That's right. So Angie, very important that if you have an IRA and you have a spouse, you want to make sure you, she does have a spouse here, they're 55. You want to make yep. sure that you set your IRAs up when the payments start to have joint payments forever. All right. So if one of you's not here, the other one continues to get that check. Very, very important. That's right. And Angie, if you would like to meet with Coach Pete and his team, they can help you determine things like we've been talking about, how much risk you're taking, if there are any red flags that could be potential problems for you in the future, as well as a big one, how much you're paying in fees or commissions, a potential tax liability. But of course, and the final result, finding security in a lifetime retirement income plan that includes maximizing your Social Security benefits. If you would like to take advantage of that complimentary review, and this is for the next 30 callers, by the way, pick up the phone and call Coach Pete and his team at 800-661-7383. You can set up a time to meet that is convenient for you. One more time, the number is 800-661-7383. And Thomas, keep in mind, we have that audio series online, seven parts, each one an hour long. You can listen to in the privacy of your own home, along with an action guidebook and workbook, along with each of those sections. And all you have to do is go to 7babysteps.com. That's www.7babysteps.com. That's right. A Somebody lot wrote of- in and said, should I use the number seven or spell it out? Either way, <laughs> we've got the number seven. Or I, I like seven. It's 7babysteps.com. Yeah. People have really found that helpful. No cost, no obligation. You can listen to it in the privacy of your own home, have that workbook and make sure you're on the right path. Absolutely. A lot of information in there, folks. Seven one-hour audio sessions, as well as a workbook and action guide. Definitely check that out, sevenbabysteps.com. Well, Thomas, you know what that sound is? Oh, I think I do. It's time for trivia, isn't it? (laughs) It is. Folks, each and every week, we uh, ask a trivia question. I start by asking Thomas one. He's, I'm not trying to stump you, Thomas. Believe it. I'm not trying to stump (laughs) you. But every week, we ask one to get, uh, get warmed up. And Thomas answers it. Then I'll ask one to the audience here and you can win a copy of uh, one of my books. If you know the answer, you'll email the answer into info at financialsafari.com. And each week we draw a set number of winners out of the hat and they get sent a copy of my book. Now this week is a new book. It's been my seven baby steps book the last few weeks, but this week it's, it's, it's a book that I wrote a few years ago called the fine print fiasco. What they don't want you to know when you buy, borrow and invest, I guarantee you, Every single person listening needs to get a copy of this. You can buy it on Amazon for $19.95, or you can be a winner of a trivia right here that we're going to ask, and you can get a copy of this sent to you. There Thomas, you. you've seen this book. It's oh, a nice book. Oh, it's a fantastic book. A lot of great subjects in there to go over. A lot of things that people need to be aware of, from buying cars to homes to many topics. Yep. All right. So here we go. I'm going to ask you a question first to warm up the audience, and then I'll ask the audience one. Here's All yours. Right. Dan Whedon of Portland, Oregon created what famous sneaker slogan in 1988? Dan Whedon of Portland, Oregon, created what famous sneaker slogan in 1988? Just do it. 
Yep. That's Nike, right? That is Nike. a bonus question. Yeah. 1988. Nice. Wow, the swoosh, the swoosh symbol. Right? Yeah. My All ratios right. are going up, coach. My well, ratios are going up. Good job. Good job, <laughs> Thomas. Now, this question is for everyone out there. And, folks, all you have to do is, uh, if you know the answer, email it in to info at financialsafari.com. Make sure to put your name, the answer, and your mailing address. That's all you need to do. All right, here we go. What United States village hosted the 1980 Winter Olympics? Again, what U.S. village hosted the 1980 Winter Olympics? If you know the answer, all you have to do is email it in to info at financialsafari.com, and all winners will be entered into the drawing, and I'll draw a bunch of names out of the hat for my book, The Fine Print Fiasco, What They Don't Want You to Know When You Buy, Borrow, and Invest. That should be an easy one, you know, for a lot of people. What United States Village hosted the 1980 Winter Olympics Info at FinancialSafari.com. Yeah, I think that it will be. And folks, again, that email address was info at FinancialSafari.com. Now, we've got to take a short break, but we're going to continue the conversation with Coach Pete in just a few minutes. So don't go anywhere because there's more Financial Safari on the way. This is Shannon Reeves, your mortgage angel. This week, let's talk about a topic that everyone that is going to get a mortgage is going to have questions about, and that is what term mortgage is the right term for you. The most popular term mortgages are a 15 or 30 year fixed, but how do you know which one is going to be the right choice for you? A 15 year loan will offer mortgage rates that can save you tens of thousands of dollars, This shorter-term loan will not only help you save a lot of money, it will also allow you to enjoy the benefits of a mortgage-free lifestyle. What does mortgage-free mean to you? It may mean that you enjoy working less hours, or even better, you may be able to retire early. A 30-year loan offers the benefit of a lower monthly payment. This lower monthly payment may allow you to increase your personal savings, You can pay off other debts, such as credit cards or a car loan, or you may take that savings and make some home improvements that can help to ultimately increase the value of your home. Whichever term you choose, make sure that you carefully review your options and that you choose a term that you're comfortable with and that will fit your lifestyle. And this is your mortgage angel, Shannon Reeves. And folks, this is the time of the show where we go out around the world and find someone who's made a difference in the financial world or the world in general. And we're going to go right outside of Orlando, Florida today. And we've got a guest on who hosted a show for over eight years in the area down there and around Florida called Your Home, Your Money. His name is Michael Easton, and he's a financial advisor. He's a personal financial specialist. He holds many licenses and uh, graduate from James Madison University, which I've been up that way plenty of times in Virginia uh, but we're going to talk about the financial world in general, but also the world events that we see and uh, who, who, can't, who can't know about what the Brexit is now. It popped up out of nowhere to, on a lot of people's radars, but then you saw what happened to the market the, the couple days afterwards and, and what's happened since then. And now everyone knows what Brexit is. And now everyone should know who Michael is. Michael, welcome in. 
It's great to be here, Coach Pete. Thanks for having me. Yeah, now, you can agree or disagree, but I mean, I, I think that the financial world is a confusing place, and many people get run over if they're not sure why they're even on the road they're on, correct? Yeah, I totally agree with that, absolutely. It's often been said, if you don't know where you're going, any road will do, but in the financial planning world, it's all about looking at the road you're on right now and making sure that uh, the road you're on will get you to the destination you want to get to. And I have been in the financial industry for 24 years, and I've spent many of those days in those 24 years helping people not figure out where they're going, but figure out where they are right now. I mean, you have to know where you are right now in the financial world before you can even figure out where you're going. And, you know, this, this noise we see on TV, we call it investainment, 24-7 financial news, and, and people get confused and they do the wrong thing or they leave the money where it shouldn't be left. But let's talk about the Brexit. Let's, let's talk about long-term effects for, for what happened with Britain saying they wanted out of the EU. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a really good, um, a good jumping point. I think a lot of people don't, don't really look at the overall impact uh, on global economies, and, and that's what I tend to do. I say, well, what's the impact of this Brexit on U.S. markets? And I think globally, um, many other countries look at the U.S. as kind of the, the cleanest, dirty shirt in the laundry basket, if you will. And so as a result, they're, they're, even though our economy, in my opinion, is certainly not on solid footing, we're still better than the rest of them. And, and so what happens is people still look for, to the U.S. for leadership. They are investing a lot of money here, and they see us as a safe haven. So we still are going to continue to see um, significant amount of investment in U.S. companies uh, and so our markets, I don't think, in a long term are going to be negatively affected necessarily by just the British exit. You know, the reaction, though, the reaction, I think, is maybe is a reactionary reaction. If that's a real phrase right yeah. there. But when the, the, the two days after the Brexit, like when the markets open on, uh, on, on the Monday and Tuesday and, and what happened in the markets, or actually Friday, when the markets opened Friday and then that Monday following, the markets were down about 800 points here in America. And then they bounced back a little bit, and then it's been all around. But, I mean, why do you think that it's just because people were worried about what was going on over there, or is it because there's a lot of U.S. companies that have significant presence over in Europe? I think it was really about two things. One was uncertainty, and number two is that if you, if you look at the way the scales were tipping, the scales were tipping towards Britain remaining a part of the EU. So it was a surprise on, the, on that Friday when they actually finalized the vote and came out and realized, hey, we got to, you know, the, the, the scales have completely tipped here. So there was an element of surprise that, uh, that took people, um, you know, off guard. And as a result, there was a reaction. There was clearly a reaction. Uh, I think the fact that there's uncertainty about, well, how, what is, what's going to happen going forward, nobody really knows because we haven't seen this happen before. And, and that's why I, I look at that and I say, okay, well, Britain in and of itself to me is not that, it's not the only concern that, that exists here. It's what's the copycat effect? Because now that Britain has said, yeah, we can do this, well, you may, you'll have other countries that are likely to, um, to jump on board as well. And it could be one of those situations where this is the, the, the tipping point, if you will, of the, the collapse of the Eurozone as we know it. And how could that affect, could it also be a triggering event for the U.S.? Because I know that you've been calling for a, yep. a, a downward slide here coming up sometime soon. Yep. Yep. It certainly could be a tipping point for um, the U.S., um, that third correction. I, I look at 
bear market cycles over a, over a secular period of time, over a long-term period of time, which is different from the way most financial analysts look at it. Um, it uh, I look at a 20-year time period for most bear markets over the last 200 years in the stock market. And what that what I've learned from that is that in these 20-year bear market time periods, well, we generally have at least three major corrections, sometimes as many as five or six. Now, in the current bear market, we've only seen two major corrections. One was from, from the year 2000 to 2003. The second one was 2000 to 2000, March of 2009 at the bottom. And so here we are at the top. So my biggest concern is that we've seen the market increase by 150%, even more at times. Uh, and we haven't seen that third precipitous drop. So an event of this magnitude could certainly uh, be the, the, the trigger into that third drop. I know we've heard, uh, we've interviewed Harry Dent on the show before, and he's been calling for that. Of course, Harry Dent's a Harvard economist, makes right. a lot of predictions. And his demographic quiff, he calls it, because we're getting older and West people are in the workforce, so therefore West money going into pensions and more money coming out. And if we went into that third leg of, of the bear market, how and the market really took a tumble, like you know, I've, I've heard people predict, down to Dow on five or 6,000 going from where it is now. That's, right. that's a heck of a fall. How long do you think it would take for a market recovery? Well, I mean, the recovery, if you look at the last couple of drops, I mean, it's a seven-year process. I mean, from point to point, seven to eight years is what happens. Uh, from 2000 to 2007 is when the market corrected. Uh, then from 2007 to 2003, 13 essentially is where the market got back up to where it was in 2007, so seven, eight years. Uh, and the problem with that is that if you're in retirement or if you're approaching retirement, you don't have time for that recovery because you're going to be drawing on those um, IRAs and 401k dollars. Or if you're 70 and older, then you're going to have to draw on monies from your IRAs from your required minimum distributions. And the problem is, if you think about it this way, if I have to take $100 out of my mutual fund accounts and, uh, and the price is $10, I only have to sell 10 shares to get my $100. But if the price is dropped by 50%, now I have to sell 20 shares. So the problem, I, I refer to that as reverse dollar cost averaging. And essentially what it means is that you're taking more money out of your principal when the market's down than you are when the market's up. If you're in retirement, what that means is that you have cannibalized your principal. And even when the market does recover, you're not likely to see a recovery in your account. It's a dangerous strategy. Yeah, we're talking to personal financial strategist, Michael Easton. And, uh, you know, I, I want to... We, we talk about this all every day. It's, it's, it's almost a, a, a go like going to Vegas when you play the market. But when people approach that financial red zone, which is five years out of retirement or all the way through retirement, they should minimize risk and increase income accounts, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, looking towards an income-oriented, we lost that mindset. I mean, this isn't new information. It's not a new strategy. Uh, I, uh, the analogy I like to use is you, you protect the goose and you eat the eggs. All right. If you're doing that, then if you're eating your, your, you're using your interest, then you're eating the eggs. When you start eating the chicken or the goose, well, then, then your principle is going downhill. So we forgot about that incredible principle of, of, um, protecting that principle, but generating interest and dividends so that I can live off of those, especially during the early years of retirement, so that I have enough principal in the latter years. And there's really there's a whole suite of investment options that, um, 
that meet those categories, that meet that, um, that description, that generate interest in dividends, uh, that can give people the, uh, the confidence that they're going to accomplish their, their financial goals in retirement. I think during what I call the roaring 90s, people saw so many people yeah. making money just investing in anything with a dot-com after it. They started taking money out of their retirement accounts and putting it in risk accounts. And that's way off base because retirement accounts are supposed to be there all the way through retirement and to help you, you know, make sure you have plenty of money to do things in retirement. Yet the thrill of putting that money in and being able to brag your neighbors about getting a hundred percent gain in a week in some of these dot com companies, people forgot all about having their money allocated the correct way. Is that, is that a true statement? That's right. Yeah. It absolutely is. And you know, I like your, your analogy. It's very similar. I mean, you think about it. If you go to Vegas and you're sitting at the table and you're down 20%, what's the dealer going to say? Is he going to say, you know, is he going to say you need to get out now or is he going <laughs> to say double down? The <laughs> rule of thumb is that, you know, stay the course, right? But if you're invested, if you're invested for growth when you should be invested for income, then you're on a collision course and you need to you need to redirect that a bit. Yeah, many people stay in risk because they're trying to get maybe a 30 or 40% more gain in their portfolio. But you, you ask yourself, would your life change that much if you had 30% more money uh, compared to if right. you had 30% less money? And I, and I guarantee people's lives would change drastically in the wrong direction if they lost 30 or 40% of their retirement money. That's so true. That's a, that's a great point. Well, Michael, it's been great having you on the show. Folks, we hope to have you on again. I know you're writing a book right now, so when you come out with that book, we'd love to have you on talking about that book. But, folks, if you want to hear this interview again, this entirety, you can always go to financialsafari.com and click on the As Heard on the Show icon. Michael, again, thanks for your time today. My pleasure, Coach Pete. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. And folks, we'll be right back after this. This is Jason Wojo with your real estate investing power tip of the week. Let's talk this week about our buying formula for flips. Now, whether we're talking about wholesaling or rehabbing, there's a formula that most investors use to determine how much they can really pay and still make money. The most common formula, and I want you to write this down because it's important, is 70% times your ARV which is your after repaired value, and I'll determine that in a minute, minus your renovation costs. So let's do some quick, quick math here. Say you have a property that you think you can sell for $100,000, and it's gonna take you $20,000 to repair. So 70% times $100,000 is what? $70,000 minus the $20,000 in repairs, and we are at $50,000 is our maximum allowable offer. So that means if you're gonna buy this property, you need to start negotiating lower than that so that you can move up a little bit and there's a little wiggle room in that offer price. This is the most you want to pay for a property. This makes it almost impossible to lose money assuming your numbers are correct and assuming nothing crazy happens. This is by far the best way to get into properties. Way too many newbies get into investing, they watch a TV show, they pay way too much, and they lose money, and it really hurts. They lose their shirt a lot of times. I see it happen all the time. So, once again, the buying formula for you to use for a flip, 70% times ARV, after repaired value, that is what the property is worth after you've fixed it, obviously, minus repairs. This has been your real estate investing power tip of the week, because power equals profits.
Welcome back into the retirement planning segments of your weekend financial safari. I'm your consumer advocate, Thomas Lipscomb, and joining us from the Triangle area and serving all of North Carolina is best-selling author and Carolina's original financial and retirement coach, Coach Pete Deruda. So as you're listening, if you'd like to set up a time to speak with Coach Pete and his team, the number is 800-661-7383. Again, that's 800 800- 661-7383. And coach, on our last segment, you had talked about how we were going to begin talking about three money models. And that's something that a lot of people have been calling in about as well, just asking about how to manage their money. So I think this is going to be a great topic for our listeners. And Thomas, keep in mind on this, almost everything that you can do with your money from saving and investing standpoint falls into one of the three different models that we're going to talk about. So let's explore the pros and the cons of each. And keep in mind, there's never a bad or good investment for some people, right? Everything is designed for people in general, but it's to be customized. And if you don't customize it correctly, you could end up in a place that you don't feel comfortable with yeah. or don't want to be in. And in my opinion, all three of these money models out there from the banking to Wall Street to insurance have salespeople attached to it who are just selling the same thing over and over again without considering where the people they are selling stuff to really need to be. All right. right? So right. again, and then they, when, when that happens, it gives the model a bad name because someone has a bad taste in their mouth. So in my opinion, a combination of all three models usually is a better fix. All right. And I like combination pizzas. I like, uh, you know, I don't like anchovies, but I like everything else on a pizza. Absolutely. So give me a little bit of everything and I'm happy. Whereas if someone said you can only have black olives on every pizza you order in the future, <laughs> you wouldn't be too happy unless you really true. love black olives and you might get sick of them too. There you right. Go. So that's that's why, you know, if there was somebody out there at a pizza place, you go and order a pizza and they just give you black olives and not even ask you what you wanted. Well, that's what's happening here in the financial industry. Many times you mm. go into a specific place and instead of them asking you what you like, what you want to happen in the future, they just sell you the same black olive pizza over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. we get boring. Yeah. Absolutely. Olives are good for you, by the way. I'm not talking bad about olives and I love olives, <laughs> but I'm just saying I would probably get sick of them if I had them every single day or if I didn't have freedom of choice to get what I wanted. Yeah, it's true. Well, and at the end of the day, it could be very dangerous for the person who's investing because, yeah, the person gets their commission, but if it's poorly balanced, like we're probably going to get into here, it could be very dangerous. Whereas if I ordered a combination pizza and the the person making the pizza didn't like black olives and had bad taste in their mouth about black olives and didn't put it on the pizza, I wouldn't be happy because I wouldn't have my black olives sprinkled in with everything else. There you go, yeah. Right? So that's why I really have no confidence or faith in an advisor who says that one particular place of the, in the money world is a bad place for everybody. Absolutely. In other words, they either don't understand that place or they aren't being compensated by that place, so they're not going to recommend it. And mm-hmm. neither one of those are good for you as the listener, you as the client out there, you as the person who wants income for the rest of your life and have a comfortable retirement. You have to use all three of these models together. Absolutely. I want to get that out before we start talking about them because there's a lot of confusion out there and a lot of people just are pushing one of the three models all the time to everyone who comes in. And I know we talked a little bit about that on the first section of the show. And keep in mind, if you want a copy of the three different models, you can always call us. And you know, if you want to figure out where you're fitting right now, and if you'd like to maybe get a better combination, all you have to do is give us a call. That's right. And the number to reach Coach Pete Deruda and his team is 800 800- 661-7383. And as we've just been discussing, everyone's details are different, but you need that expert who's watching out for you. So give Coach Pete a call so he can help you retire successfully. That number again is 800-661-7383. Okay, let's start with the banking model. That's one that most everyone is familiar with. Mm-hmm. You know, there's banks on every corner, right? Still. And the internet banking, banking everywhere. You're just trying to save money in a bank account. And I remember I had two aunts who were school teachers and 
This was back in the 70s. They were living off the interest, and that's when interest rates were 15%. <laughs> so if you had 100000 in a CD, you were, it was kicking off 15000 a year without even touching that principal. Amazing, isn't it? That's incredible. Those were the days, as they used to say on the Archie Bunker Show. Yeah. Now, I doubt we'll see those times anywhere in the near future, will we? No, I don't think so. So the pros also back then, we're going through pros and cons, but the pros of the banking model was there was no loss of principal. Number one, because they weren't having to touch it because they were living off the interest. And number two, the bank had the FDIC protection in place where if some bad banker went into the bank and stole all the money, the FDIC would basically make people whole again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. It's also banking. The CD was pretty easy to understand. That's another pro. In other words, you knew that if you put $100,000 in and the interest rate was 15%, you were going to get $15,000 worth of interest a year to live on. Right. Pretty simple. Not a lot of hard No dirty tricks, no fine print. The the fine print was if you took it out of the CD too early, you had maybe a three-month worth of interest penalty, which was a pretty high penalty back then when interest rates were high. Is it a high penalty these days? No, because if it's three months worth of interest and the interest is 1% a year, that's not much of a penalty. All right, so the cons of the banking model, the CD model, that kind of thing, the savings account, is you are losing money safely these days. Now, what do you mean? Coach Pete just said you couldn't lose money when the pros. Well, you're not losing money per se, but if we have an inflation rate of about 3%, which who knows, it's higher depending on who I talk to or lower, but it's at least around 3% average over the course of 20 years, that means it costs 3% more per year to buy something that it did yesterday, all right? So you look at milk is going up in price, candy bars, all that kind of stuff. Everything gets more expensive where they shrink the size, which is deflation, (laughs) and they charge you more money. So losing money safely means if you have a low interest rate, and inflation is higher, you are losing buying power, all right, if you have money in a bank account. It's still safe, but you're losing buying power. And sometimes you lack liquidity in the CD, but many times you can get out of your CDs. And I talk to people almost every week who are trying to get out of a CD, and the, and the banker's basically grabbing their leg, not letting them leave the bank, and trying to throw them into another side of the bank and, and recapture the money in the risk accounts, which mm. we'll talk about that not being a good thing. Yeah. So that's money model number one, the banking model. Number two is the Wall Street model. Pros of the Wall Street model, we all know what Wall Street is. If you turn on the TV, there's a bunch of channels about Wall Street 24 hours a day. There's also movies about that called Wall Street and The Wolf of Wall Street, those kind of things. <laughs> now, the, the pros of Wall Street is possibilities for outstanding growth over a long timeline. All right, you can't, put, you can't hope to put money in today in the market and hope to increase it by next week. Long-term investing is defined as 10 years or longer in my mind. Mm-hmm. These days, people define long-term investing as 10 minutes or longer. Uh, it we seems pay too much attention. You need to set it and forget it, put it away and not think about it. Make sure you're in the right investments to begin with. Have confidence in your plan and don't watch it. Micromanage it every single day. Sort of like watching that pot of water, Thomas, that you're waiting to boil. If you're watching it, does it ever boil? <laughs> seems seem like to. never, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so another pro of the stock market is it hedge against inflation. Your, your chances of, again, over the long term, and using history, now we can't use history looking forward, but just at what's happened in the past is that it has outperformed inflation over the averages and over the long term. All right, it's a hedge against inflation. And some people, another pro, is enjoy playing the market. They love that thrill. It's a Vegas thrill. And it's always fun when you're winning, but if you've gone to Vegas and lost, it's not too much fun anymore after a while, right? No, no. So everybody's your friend till they're not. When you're not throwing the dice the right way, everybody leaves. There you go. So that could happen too. Now, the cons on the stock market, no protection of principal. In fact, there's almost certain loss many times if you pick the wrong stock. And there's market volatility and can be emotional and stressful for a lot of people. Like I said, I mean, it's fun when everything's going up, not fun when it's not. And I've had that happen myself in the past when I used to day trade in the 90s, make a lot of money, lose a lot of money. Yeah. Wasn't fun after a while. No. Uh, No guarantees for income creates a possibility of running out of money too. Wall Street doesn't have the income model. All right. They have the 
chance of a high return model, the thrill model, but not the income model. Great article out uh, just the other day from the principal group about how people need income built into their retirement accounts, like 401ks. Now, we'll talk about the insurance model here, the pros. Now, insurance models are like annuities or life insurance to fund retirement. Now, the pros are it's contractual guarantees are available. In other words, whatever you put in, you could be guaranteed to get a certain amount of income in the future. Very important because now you can build a plan based around certainty, mm-hmm. sort of like the blocks that you put down before you build a house. Very stable, secure, not going anywhere. Tornado comes, blows the wood away, but the blocks are still there, aren't they? Yeah. So they're not going anywhere. And they got a basement, that's where people are secure. So the basement and the floor are what people turn to the insurance model for. Knowing what you're going to get, they call it flooring, making sure you have enough money in the insurance model to give you enough money to fulfill all your needs in retirement. Almost like having your own pension plan. Absolutely, Thomas. It's funding your own pension plan. It's predictable and stress-free. I like that. It's also transferring risk from you to the group, to the Mm. big insurance pool. And it makes a lot of sense. A lot of insurance companies will buy insurance on this income from other insurance companies. Makes sense. Very, very safe and secure. It's contractually guaranteed and and income. We use the insurance model for the income that we know our clients are going to need all the way through retirement for both husband and wife. Very, very important. Now, cons for insurance models sometimes entails a loss of liquidity. You put money in, you can't take it all back out the next year, all right? But you can take some out. So really, when you think about it, if you're funding your retirement, do you want to be able to take it all out before retirement comes? The answer is no most of the time. All right, guarantees are only as good as the issuing company, so it's important to have someone helping you pick the right company. We've seen a lot of people pick the wrong insurance company. Now, the insurance companies, if they did have problems, they would have reinsurance kick in and help you out, but you don't want to be in that situation to begin with, so make sure you're with a solid and secure company many, many great companies out there, but you have to know what the company's like. I like really long track records, companies that have been around 100 years or longer yeah. bailed the U.S. government out back in the Depression days, back in the 20s and 30s. Very, very important. So those are the models, and I like a combination of all three. You need to have a little bit of everything. Like I had money in my emergency account at the bank to pay for my new air conditioner that I just needed. Yeah. We talked about that earlier in the show. And I have money in my Wall Street accounts to hopefully have more money in retirement when I get there in a lump sum. But I also have money in the insurance model to make sure that I have an income waiting for me when I need it in retirement. And that's the models combined. And so there's no such thing as one being better than the other. They're great together. And that's why we offer our clients all three of these together. Makes a lot of sense. It does. And folks, again, we are talking with Coach Pete. He serves all of North Carolina. And we all have assets. We all have liabilities. We understand that. But we do also understand is how we manage those resources that is going to determine how successful we are as we move not only to retirement, but also through retirement. So if you would like to get in touch with Coach Pete so he can go over your current plan, make sure it's giving you the best results possible, give him a call at 800 661-7383. Again, that's 800-661-7383. Well, Thomas, before we end the week, I want to go back. We we asked a trivia question earlier today, and we've got a lot of good answers, but I want to have everyone have a chance to enter into a drawing. All the winners, I draw a bunch of names out of the hat, and every winner gets a copy of my book this week, The Fine Print Fiasco, What They Don't Want You to Know When You Buy, Borrow, and Invest. That's right. I wrote this years ago. It's $19.95 value. You can still buy it on Amazon, but you can win it at no cost if you email your answer into info at financialsafari.com. Make sure to put your name, the answer, and your mailing address. Now, here's the question we asked earlier. What United States village hosted the 1980 Winter Olympics? Again, what U.S. village hosted the 1980 Winter Olympics? All you have to do if you know the answer, email it to info at financialsafari.com. 
Make sure to put your name, the answer, and your mailing address. Thomas, I think that's a pretty good one. That is. Real quickly, say the next 30 callers here, what we'll do, we'll put together an income plan for you. We'll do a tax analysis. We'll, we'll show you all three of the models, the banking model, the Wall Street model, and the insurance model, and show you that proper combination of all those together. I mean, you're a radio listener. You know we've been here 11 years now on the radio, yeah. and I've been in the financial arena for almost 25 years. I don't like saying that because it makes me feel a little older, but I've seen everything and I've seen every situation and I've designed plans to meet every situation, not cookie cutter people and put them in the same products and strategies. Your products and strategies should be customized to you folks. And that's what we do. So if you're one of the next 30 callers, you'll get an income plan, a tax analysis and a fee analysis of what you're currently doing. See if you can reduce all of those and increase the income for your retirement planning. That's right. And coach, I am sure your clients appreciate that experience of 25 years in the industry. Now, folks, there is no cost, no obligation, as coach was just saying, to get a better handle on your financial situation. So for the next 30 callers, call 1-800-661-7383. You can find out how much your investments really are costing you, what coach said. You can find out what those future tax implications will be and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. So one more time, that number is 800 800- 661-7383. And folks, I do want to remind you that if you go to 7babysteps.com, we are offering what is a $299 value normally, a series of seven audios and an action guide and workbook that goes along with the 7 Baby Steps book. So if you would like to take advantage of that, just go to 7babysteps.com. Again, that's 7babysteps.com. Well, hey, it's been a fast-moving show, hasn't it, Thomas? It has. All right. Well, folks, I look forward to joining you, Thomas, next week, as well as everyone out there here on the Financial Safari. Money management is provided by Payne Capital Management, LLC. PCM is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in New York, New York. Investment advised by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Coach P. Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.